0: Ask yourself the why, like, why are you doing this? What is your end goal? Why is this your end goal? And if you are truly passionate about it, go for it. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it.
1: Welcome everyone to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Okay, welcome back to the ultimate shift. Today we have Sarah Taylor, which I'm really excited about. I've only known you for a couple months now, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if it's been that long.
1: Yeah, yeah. I well, yeah, maybe, maybe a month or so. Yeah, yeah. But you have all of these things going, and we just kind of got to know each other, and and I really want to dive into your story okay. and, as a musician, as an entrepreneur, and yeah, you know what led. To both of those and so where does this start like who's Sarah as a kid and what were your are you living your dream life now
0: yeah so Sarah as a kid um was not a cool kid <laughs> at all <laughs> but I was like very very curious I had a huge imagination and I ever since I, I honestly don't ever remember not singing like not wanting to sing really? that's always what i Wanted to do mostly because I just liked entertaining, Mm -hmm. whatever that was. Like I'd put on puppet shows or whatever. I just loved entertaining. I remember I was probably like, who even knows? Like maybe like second grade. And I got this Barbie. I was like obsessed with Barbies when I was little. And there was this Barbie. She was Hollywood Barbie. And I still have her to this day, which is so embarrassing. Yeah. I don't have any of my other ones, (laughs) but I still have her because she had like this orange, um, outfit on and she had a microphone and long brown hair and green eyes, there's everything I wanted to be. And she was a singer. Like that was what she was supposed to be as this Barbie. And I remember I would play with her literally every day. And I would sing tapes, you know, the little like eight-track tapes to right, Leanne Rhymes. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you'd like I would belt Leanne Rhymes and you know pretend I was this Barbie and then like stop, rewind, start it over, you know, wow. <laughs> all the fun stuff. But yeah. I remember singing just forever. I mean my whole life. I've just always wanted to sing.
1: Wow. And so like, who was the influence behind that? Your parents or did you just, that's just what you wanted to do? That was
0: just kind of what I wanted to do. I don't know. I just fell in love with music. I mean, my parents played a lot of different types of music for us growing up. And a lot of it was, we listened to some Christian, but we listened to a lot of country. Um, and I always honestly thought I was going to be a country singer, Yeah. which it's ironic because I really, I, it didn't come out that way when I started writing. It's a little more pop, but, um, so yeah, I have some influence with my parents, but mostly it just, it was just in me.
1: You grew up in Texas, right? I did, yeah. And, and at what point did you come to
0: Nashville? So um, I was actually born in Louisville, but we moved to Texas um, when I was in about the second grade. We had kind of a bad school experience when I was um, in Kentucky and, you know, very, very young. So I don't really remember a lot of it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, My mom had taken us out, and she homeschooled us for like a year, and then um, we ended up moving to Texas because her side of the family farms in Vernon, Texas, which I'm really grateful for growing up on the farm because it really shaped me, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but... What was the
1: question? <laughs> uh, no, no, it was more of a just like, uh, oh no! At what point did you come to Nashville? Oh, okay. What, you've been okay. You've been here for a couple of years, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's so <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, no. No, that's oh, okay, okay. that. Um, <laughs> that was so more fun. Oh no, um, that's okay. Yeah. So, okay. So I came to Nashville after about a year of college. I went to college at Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. in um, at Regent University it was a great college but my major was telecommunications and I'm actually like slightly dyslexic and I didn't realize that there was so much prompter reading when you're doing television oh, really? yeah oh, yeah because I was like oh I'll be like a newscaster or something like mm-hmm. still entertaining and I'll do you know music on the side until you know whatever and then I just realized it really it wasn't the right move for me and so I ended up I moved to Nashville um, I was 21 when I moved here.
1: But you had been doing music prior to right? I had been doing music, just yes. here and there. I, and-
0: yeah, so I actually moved to Virginia Beach because I was working with a label there. Um, and they honestly were, like, some of the best people I've ever worked with. They were just really, really, really good people. Um, I got to open up for Boys to Men working with them, and I was able to, like, write a lot of my own stuff. Um, but we just kind of ended up seeing different creative, we had different creative differences. And yeah. so we, we decided to go separate ways, but, um, but that is what originally moved me out there. And then I felt like, well, you know, I need to go to college because that's just yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I'll do music on the side.
1: Yeah. So entrepreneurship and music, I find the more I interview musicians, especially it's, it's a lot the same. It's, yeah. I mean, you're basically an entrepreneur has. You try to be. I mean, as you do your music, because you're taking risks, you're taking chances. You don't always get that that fast return on your your time or finances. What part of like? When did you write? Like, because you're into fashion now, you're into. You said you just wrote a children's book. Mm-hmm. So, at what part did these come in, and what motivated that?
0: Um. So I think I just love the creative side of things. I always have. Um. I love the writing aspect of music, and when I was little, I remember I used to write like little poems and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so as an adult, I still I really enjoy that. And so I I probably wrote this children's book like six years ago, and it's Tiny the Stink Bug, and I'm just now you know doing Tiny something the stink with bug? it. Yeah, Tiny okay. the Stink Bug. <laughs> it's about this um, this little stink bug who is like he's little and he's smelly, and so he doesn't really fit in with a lot of mm-hmm. the other bugs at school and. It bothers him and then like one day he's walking out by himself and he's like, Am I ever gonna fit in? And he runs into this cricket who's about to be eaten by this like big, you know, hungry toad and tiny is super brave and so he jumps in front of him and he's like, Hey, you know, eat me instead. Like leave this poor cricket alone and of course the toad does. Well, in real life a stink bug, like they're um, defense mechanism is they emit that smell and mm-hmm. it emits like a bad taste so the toast fits him back out and he goes home with no dinner and the moral is that Tiny realizes that if he uses and embraces what makes him unique that he can like really make a difference and he doesn't necessarily have to fit in with everyone else
1: wow that's so, really cool yeah and you wrote this just a while back just yeah. out of the blue
0: yeah I think <laughs> I was definitely that weird kid in middle school. So I like really relate to, <laughs> I really relate to tiny. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get it out. I've been holding on to it forever. And finally, like this year has literally just been my year because I've just decided to do stuff. I'm like, you know what? I really want to release this. I'm going to release this. I want to do an EP. I'm going to do it. I want to make a music video. I need a music video because it's quarantine and I need a visual and I did it, you know, and I learned as I went, Along, but just deciding to kind of like face that fear of not knowing what I'm doing and doing it has really moved me along this year.
1: So you, we're in the middle of COVID, by the way. Uh, yes. I'm assuming it's the middle. I don't know. We don't know what the yeah. end is. Oh but you said this year, you decided this year is your year and this year has been your year. Yeah. So many people are like, this year is trash for them. They hate this year yeah. or whatever. At what part were you, like, what was the mindset of, like, you know what, I can take advantage of this? What was your thought process going into that? Or did you just see that right away? So you got so much done this year.
0: I did. So I'll dive a little into my story so you kind of understand where I was coming from this year. Um, okay. But, in fact, a lot of my close friends really don't know a lot about my story because I really hate talking about myself really <laughs> yes it makes me very uncomfortable in fact today coming here I was like okay you need to show up you need to sound like you know something about business which <laughs> you know <laughs> anything about me is hilarious because oh, I literally I'm... wake up every day like okay let's try this nope <laughs> next you know? I still don't know
1: anything about business by the way yeah, yeah, yeah
0: definitely learning as I go um but I've been in Nashville for about ten about ten years, um, and it has been a long ten years as far as like just learning and going through a lot of crap. Um, when I but I've worked with three different labels, um, my first one, like I said, was they were really great people, and it, it just didn't work out. But um, the second label that I was working with, it was more of like a manager. Um, he had like a small a small label. And he basically was like, you're never going to be a writer. Like you're a singer you're your face. We're going to give you these songs. This is what I want you to do. And I, which I was devastated because that's what I love. You know, and I was a terrible writer at that time. Like I wasn't a great writer, but I wanted to be a part of the process. I wanted to learn and dive into it. And it was just like, no, you are not talented enough. You're never going to do this. And so I was really just kind of like not into what I was doing at all. Um, it just wasn't a good situation. And come to find out some of the stuff that he had said that I was like booked for and all this stuff, and then we would come back and say, Well, you're not ready. So I canceled it, blah, blah, blah. Like we called some of these places and they had no clue who I even was. Like it was never even booked. It was just a bad, a bad oh, situation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, Talk so, about
1: building trust.
0: Yeah. And I was so young at that time. I was like 20, maybe, um, like 19, 20. And I just, I wanted it so bad. And mm-hmm. so I like, was like, well, I'll just do whatever I have to, to get there, you know? And now I'm like, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but anyways, so I moved to Nashville, um, right after that. And I moved in the dead of winter. I had just left school. Um, my boyfriend at the time who I was just madly in love with. I had gotten here about a week and he was like, ah, I don't want to do the long distance thing. So he totally dumped me. I had gone with this furniture company that was not a major furniture company because um, I couldn't afford a major furniture company and they held it hostage. So like here I am in Nashville. I knew no one I'm sleeping on the floor because I didn't have any of my furniture and no. I did I had one suitcase full of my clothes. I had my dog and I had my guitar and I was in this crappy apartment because I didn't know where I was moving to. Like I just picked an apartment, you know, and came down here by myself. You had
1: not been here prior.
0: I had never been. Well, I had, I had been here once and I, it was for like a day and I had gone downtown. Like I didn't know Nashville.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so, yeah, and I was just stuck here by myself dumped like had no label i'm like okay well here we go this is like the lowest of the lows this is where we start <laughs> yeah, this, if this is the starting point at least the good news is that it can only go up from here yeah, yeah. um and so i then after about like it's probably like a year or two after being here i met um another label that i started working with so this would be this would be my third label um which is why i don't talk about this a lot because it you know, is embarrassing because you feel like, well, this failed, this failed, Mm -hmm. this failed. So what kept
1: you going? Was it, you just believed so much in your, in what you were doing?
0: I did. I just really had a passion for music. I just wanted to do music. And I felt like, I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere else. Like I would think about like, okay, I, I could do this. I'm smart enough to do this. I can go do this, but I'm going to be miserable, and I'm going to wish that mm-hmm. I was doing this.
1: You want to know, you gave it your all. Yes, your
0: yes. And so um, I started working with the last label that I that I worked with, and um, they were a small independent label, and they were getting started, and um, I was with them for about six years. Um, it was a pretty miserable experience because...
1: This was six out of your first ten years here? Yes.
0: Yeah, it was probably a year or two after I moved here that I mm-hmm. I started working with them, like officially signed with them and you know, you sign with someone and you're like, "Ooh, I made it." Like, yeah. No matter who they are, you're like, "Oh, I made it." <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> um, and then it just it was promise after promise after promise and I'm a really, really hard worker. And I was all in. Like, I wasn't even dating for a while. Like, I was like, "I'm all in this. Whatever you need, like tell me what needs to be done, I'll get it done." You know, I was writing, I was like, really, I developed my craft. I felt like confident in who I was as an artist. And I was just waiting for them to do something with me. And it was like, you're next, you're next, you're next. I was getting paid. And then all of a sudden I wasn't getting paid. And they're like, well, you'll get back paid. You're next, you're next, you're next. And I just held on and held on. And I wanted it to work so bad. And you do this for a while and you feel like, well, this can't be wasted time. I have to make this work. Mm-hmm. I have to make this work. I have to hold on and make sure that this goes somewhere because I can't have this be wasted years. Right. Um, and I was evicted twice cause I couldn't pay my bills cause I wasn't getting paid. Um, I was literally couch surfing. I finally left the label cause I was like, I can't Function. I don't like mm-hmm. I cannot I don't know where I'm getting my next meal like at this yeah. point and I have to do something else And they're not doing anything. They really mismanaged um, my dreams mm-hmm. and This was the actual lowest of lows. I thought the first time was was bad but this was this was pretty bad because I felt like At least at this time. I felt like I was kind of out of my prime you know, I've wasted time Here I am, my credit is terrible. I can't even afford to get into my own apartment. I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I'm like in somewhere in the middle of my story and I don't know where to turn, I don't know what to do. And it got so bad that I literally, all three of my sisters called me one day and it was like a a video call and I was staying on a friend's couch and I'm like, oh my sisters are calling. Briefly followed by like, oh crap, (laughs) because they literally called to be like, Sarah, we love you so much, but we have watched you struggle and like you were worried about you. And we think that maybe it's time you kind of change course and figure out something else. And if my sisters are telling me this, they support me and love me through anything and everything. Like
1: me telling very close. Yes.
0: We're very close. And they have always had my back. And this wasn't something of like, we don't believe in you. This was like, we were legitimately worried about you.
1: Yeah.
0: And this wasn't that long ago. This is probably a year and a half ago that I like really hit this low. And the difference between been my lowest low and where I am now was one thing. And it was my attitude a thousand percent. Like that day when they called, I realized like, okay, something does have to change. And I just decided that instead of continuing to play the victim, which I had done for years and not on purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, you just fall into things and then
1: you're in that world.
0: Yeah. And woe is me. And this is going bad and this is going bad. And you know, don't want to like count my chickens before Mm -hmm. they hatch. And you know, you get in this like rut and I just decided I was not going to do that anymore. I'm going to change my attitude I'm going to take control of my own life and I'm going to, Make this happen, whatever that is. And I started a vision board, which I swear to you, this vision board has changed my life. Like literally just seeing it every day and knowing that I'm going to get there, not knowing how I'm going to get there, but just knowing mm-hmm. that I am going to get there slowly, little by little, I've been able to like take a few things off. I'm in my a beautiful apartment now that I love, surrounded by a community of people that love and embrace and support me. I changed the people that I surrounded myself with, yeah. with people that do genuinely celebrate you, you know? Um, and I, like I said, was just a huge attitude change. And literally I'm telling you, like, it's almost weird. It's not that I don't put in the work and it's not that I don't put in the time. Cause I do, but some days it's like, how are things even happening? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense that like things are going right. Cause I'm not really like, trying to be in control like I was before and yet things are
1: more things are happening. Yes.
0: More things are Mm -hmm. happening. So it's, yeah, it's just been, it's (laughs) it's been been a year for sure. Yeah. Wow,
1: That's I never knew like all of that. I can relate to a lot of the changing very few people know this, but like this is what is this August? So a year and eight months ago I had 150 bucks to my name.
0: Wow, I thought that was longer. Wow. So
1: I can relate in a sense. And now my world is completely different. But jumping back to, you were saying like the attitude shift. So when you got off the call, it was like, or what would you advise someone that's in that place is the first thing, just get that vision board up and basically see something that start. Did you do like actual pictures? I did. Yeah. You cut so out pictures I'm, or downloaded pictures, and I is did. This, like a, this isn't like a. Um, this is a whiteboard or something on a wall with pictures stuck to it.
0: Yeah. So I have a little bit of both. I'm a very visual person, so for me to see it helps me a lot. Like I can never. I mean, I can. You know, never say never, but like it is very difficult for me to read instructions and follow them. But if I can watch a video or I can see it done then it, you know, I just learned that way. So for me, um, having pictures, having something visual was huge. I have a little like whiteboard underneath it with little things that I try to remind myself of, um, every day, just, you know, like I'm enough, you know, like I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of success. I'm worthy of health and abundance. And those are things that you have to remind yourself of. Um, so I had my first panic attack when I was like, I think I was in like the fourth grade. I'll never forget it. And I'd always, I don't know what happened between when I was little and when I was doing this play, but do you remember the D.A.R.E. program? Did you ever have that? Like against drugs, something against drugs. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I
1: grew up Amish, so that wasn't a part of that Mm -hmm. life, but I remember, you know, I remember the whole thing. I remember somehow I'm aware of it. Right. So
0: yeah. so we were we were putting on the skit, and I was supposed to play Goldilocks, and all of the other students, like the other classes, would filter into our class, and we would put on the skit at different times during the day. And I was like, already, oh, right. and I was so excited, and I was like playing Goldilocks, who like was smoking cigarettes, and she wasn't supposed to, you know, <laughs> fourth <Yeah>. grade. <laughs> but, um, and I remember the very first class came in there and lined up, and they were all sitting in our class, and I was standing... Out in the hall waiting to walk in to start the play and i was standing out there with my dad and all of a sudden i just like i was like oh i don't i don't think i can do this like and i start crying and i'm like dad i can't do this i'm like, i don't i can't do this you i can't do this you have to just tell the teacher i can't do it and he's like what in the world is happening like <laughs> i mean, yeah. love to entertain
1: never yeah. yeah he's like
0: i've never seen you be nervous mm-hmm. like this or something and um i remember he was just kind of like you know what sarah like let's just say a little prayer and you, you've got this, like, don't, don't let things, you know, don't let your mind get the best of you. You love to perform. Just go in there and pretend like you're just doing it for mom and I. And I'm like, okay. And he really, honestly, in the fourth grade, my dad talked me off of a ledge because I will never forget that feeling. Um, and I went in there and did it. And then I remember like my hands were shaking so bad. I had this fake cigarette in my hands, like rolled up piece of paper and I'm, they were shaking so bad. I could hardly hold it, mm-hmm. but I did it. And then, you know, after the first time it got easier. Well, for some reason, like I really, really struggle ever since then. I really struggle with, there's an actual fear. It's called like a telephobia, um, I think is what it's called. But it's like the fear of imperfection, the fear of
1: mm-hmm.
0: of not being enough, like feeling like you're a fraud, right? And yeah. I, to this, I mean, still today, like I, re- I really struggle with this, um, which I think in big, in a large part is me not enjoying talking about myself because I'm like, Oh, well, they're going to find out. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> I'm just like figuring this out every day. Um, so being able to like face my fears and like, cause a lot of times I would have like so much anxiety built up around failing that I would just do nothing. I would just sit there and I'd be like, well, when I learn more about this, I'll do this. Or when I, you know, feel confident in this, I'll go do this. And I would just do nothing. And it's not lack of want or lack of ambition. I was terrified. Yeah. I'm still terrified. Um, I have a lot of <laughs> anxiety around just failure and, and settling. Um, but I think my fear of settling outweighs my fear of failure. And so I, especially this year, have just embraced my, my fears, you know, mm-hmm. and if I fail, I fail. I mean, yeah. it is what it is, but you have to try.
1: The cool thing about failure, I often think is when, and I think the reason I bounced back faster this time, a year and eight months ago or whatever, was when you're talking about like your lows, mm-hmm. so you, you know, you've you been there. Mm-hmm. And now if everything was to feel that you're doing, you know you've already gotten yourself out of there, and all of a sudden you don't fear that as much because you're like, nothing can get me because I've been there. Yeah. And now once you've been there, you know how to get back out. You know, okay, let's start with that vision board. Let's start with it. But, I mean, how big a part of, let's say, the panic attack, the things of feeling that you're not enough, do you feel the vision board or maybe that journaling helps kind of has it eliminated a lot of that for you or like does it ground you basically like if you feel that and then you start looking at what you're wanting what Mm -hmm. does it has it helped you Mm -hmm. like make that go away or
0: so to be honest with you um one way i know to answer this question i i watched this video um i don't know if you know who he is or follow jake Ducey at all but he's like Mm a um a self-help guru kind of, and he's got like some self-help programs and he, um, is an author, but he had put out like this YouTube video and I didn't really know who he was all that much, but I watched a video, a video that he had put up. And for some reason it resonated with me more than anything ever has. Really? Yes. I, I don't know why it just, it really, it hit home with me. Um, and basically he said. That there is this verse in the Bible um, that's often overlooked. And it's, you are in this world, but you are not of it. And, like, okay, you know, well, what am I of? You know, <laughs> you're of God. Um, and just speaking, like, very, very rationally. Like, I, if you don't believe in God or, you know, if you just believe in, like, a universal power, like, this, this still pertains because just on a very rational level you take an atom and of which we're all made up of every human being is made up of an atom right we learned this in science class in like middle school
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they found out like when they were really looking into the atom that an atom is 99.999 percent empty space think about that Wow, 99.999 percent empty space what? Like, how is that even possible? How am I walking, talking, a functional human being, and I'm technically like 99.999% empty space? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. This finger, if you put it under a microscope, a strong enough microscope, is not solid. It's moving. It's energy that's moving really, 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 really fast. So fast that our eyes perceive it as solid. Why is this relevant? <laughs> I'll tell you why. I find these things fascinating. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom was a science teacher. So I'm like, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> um, it's relevant because have you ever realized that there is like this voice, this little voice in your head that is talking all the time? Your subconscious, right? And it's mm-hmm. most of the time doesn't have very nice things to say. Doesn't have very good ideas. It likes to tell you why you will never reach your full potential. The reasons why you'll never be able to get what you want out of life. And we listen to this voice and, and we believe these things, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm too old, I'm too fat, like, I'm too skinny, I'm too short, I like don't have good teeth, I'm balding, like, there's no good guys out there, you know? Yeah. And we believe this and we listen to this, and it's funny, really, if you think about it, because that's the story of your body, that's .001% of what you really are. Wow. So like, what is this empty space? It's, it's spirit, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's energy. So <laughs> I feel like we are so, uh, what's the word? We're so um, condensed or we're so, what's the word? We're so into our senses. Like we are, we believe in what we can see, feel, touch, mm-hmm. hear, taste that we completely closed the door to a lot of miracles that life has yeah. for us because
1: to everything outside of that.
0: Yeah. That we allow them to limit us and not realize like, wait a second, like I'm not just my body's limitations. I am so much more. Well, what are you? You're, you're a spirit. You're an energy that emanates so powerfully that if you really knew how powerful you were, you could make mountains move, but you have to command it. And he had said something really funny in the video. He was like, well, you know, when Jesus moved mountains, he wasn't like, God, (laughs) I'm trying to move these mountains. If you could help me out. Like guys, I would really, I would move these mountains, but I'm too old. I would move these mountains, but I don't have the right resources. I need a mentor first. Mm -hmm. Does it say that anywhere in the Bible? No, it doesn't say that. What does it say? It says, say to the mountains, move and they shall. And it's, for some reason that really, really stuck with me because, A, my mom was a science teacher and I was like, no, all that stuff's true, you know? And and also, like, even just completely rationally, like, wait a second, that makes sense. And we, like, we put so much on ourselves that's just not true. The word desire, desire, means of the Father. So when you have a desire to travel the world or you have a desire to make a podcast because you feel like it's going to help people or you have a desire to sing or to write or to build sustainable communities in Africa somewhere like that is God or the universe if you would rather say that speaking life through you Mm -hmm. but we tell ourselves why these things aren't possible and it's a bunch of bull
1: yeah that's an incredible story I I've never heard it being broken down like that but I can tell you, I'll be thinking about that for the next three days. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> read the book, The Alchemist? Mm-mm. It's so good. It? it talks about, it's a story and it's been, gosh, probably two years since I've read it. I need to read it again. But it's the story of this boy way back in, I guess, the Bible times or whatever, but it's relevant to like sheep and yeah. the desert and things. And anyway, his journey of trying to find this thing. and But in the end of it, he moves this mountain. And it's so fascinating. It's, it's just, it completely like blew my mind Hello. when I read it. It's so deep, you can miss parts of it, but then, like, I would read a chapter and then I'd be thinking about this chapter, just like what I said here. Like, anytime someone kind of gives me a new thought, whether it's a book or listening yeah. to you, yeah. uh, just with what you were just saying, I tend to think about that until yeah. I can fully process yeah. it. And so it could be. It could have been a day later after I read the chapter, but, oh, wait, that's what that meant. Yeah. And so that's kind of the type of book it is. It's so yeah. good. Oh,
0: yeah, I need to read it. I feel like you're not the first person who's told me to read that book. Yeah. But um, me and reading, if there's, like, an audible, I'm all over it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's a lot easier, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if there's an audible of that. I would think surely by now. But um, Probably. It's, it's an older book, but... But well, yeah, it's, a, it's such a good quote. Yeah, that's, well, it's no wonder you're doing as well as you are with that mindset of just coming from that.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Well, um, yeah, it didn't happen overnight. I tell you, I tell you what. <laughs> I wish it had, but no, it really, I'm like a walking, talking example that it works. Change your mindset and literally change your life. It's no joke because I'm not really doing anything different.
1: It's just like kind of weird because I have a vision board, but it kind of sits there and I forget to look at it sometimes and update it. It needs to be updated. Yeah. Things (laughs) that when I started that a year and a half ago were not that important to me anymore. Yeah. Materialistic things for one. And But for me, the biggest thing that I remember I was on this panel of January this year and and people, I, I said this, and a lot of people ask me about it since and they just couldn't wrap their head around it because it makes it sound so dumb. Yeah. But there's something to be said about, uh, the biggest thing that changed my life was I started, when I was kind of in that pit that you were talking about, yeah. I was like, how do I change my perception? How do I change this lens of which how I perceive things yeah. that I'm seeing things through or or just my, or that, like you were saying, that voice in your head that keeps telling you you're not enough, you're not, I mean, for me, it was a career ending, it was a relationship ending, everything at the same time, and if ever in my life I felt like I wasn't enough, it was dead. And so I just decided, well, Tony Robbins said this thing one time about this ideal life, and I was like, okay, what is my ideal life? And I just started writing, journaling it, and to this day, I still journal every day mm-hmm. about my ideal life, like what am I doing? Yeah. You know, down to my business dealings, down to the people I'm associating with. Yeah. And it has completely changed my life. Really? And I think it's it's just like you said, it's not I mean I work my butt off, but it's not like it's there's so finances for one that have completely changed like mm-hmm. I've never had a debt-free company before, and now we're a multi-million dollar company yeah. that's debt-free. Just that in itself. I look at that and I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. But it's almost like this force is working with you Mm -hmm. the best way I would would know how to say is and I write this every day in my journal I'm so grateful for God's favor on my life because that's how I feel about it because I feel like this is the stuff that has happened has been bigger than what I can do and it feels like this never-ending favor that just keeps coming and keeps coming and I think somehow that's tied to whether it's a whiteboard or whether it's journaling Mm -hmm. about your future But it just changes some dynamic Mm -hmm. in the universe or, you know, whatever.
0: It's like you you don't have to know how you're going to get from A to B. You just have to know, like, you know that you're going to get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just take – it's like somebody said one time, if you're driving from California to New York, you don't don't have to know every road or everything. You just take one mile at a time and take that – And I feel like as long as you you go to do the work, then everything else just kind of comes in. If you try to do the work and you try to be a good person and you don't hurt people along the way, then I think. But I I think that's so, it's such an easy thing to do for people who are stuck in that time. And you've been there and I've been there and most people have been there. And when you think, like, okay, well, I don't have the money to go do what I want to do, that's something you can do. You can take. Gosh, if you need ten bucks to go buy a whiteboard, call me and I'll give you ten <laughs> yeah. bucks to go buy a whiteboard. Yeah, you know something like that, or to get that little one dollar. I go to Dollar General and buy like stacks of these little notebooks for like a dollar or two dollars a piece, and yeah. I just write in them. Yeah. And so it's not something that that takes a lot of money, but I think it gives you more than anything.
0: Absolutely.
1: Than even a mentor, it gives you more because you're developing this on your
0: own, right? And you're taking action towards yeah. what you want. Even if it's as small as writing it down, you're taking that action. Exactly. And yeah. there were times that's literally all I knew to do, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah. Or all you could do with the yeah. resources yes. you have. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you can write something down while couch surfing. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if sure. if with everything you know now and all this this amazing stuff that you're sharing here, if you had to go back ten years ago. What would you say to that Sarah that's that's sleeping on the floor with her dog and doesn't have any furniture? <laughs> and and you uh, know, or, or if there's another girl that or guy that moved here and they're so passionate want to follow their dream, it doesn't even have to be here, it could be anywhere in the world. What would you say to that person that's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, right. What stepping stones would you advise them?
0: Yeah, I think...
1: I have to excuse this noisy leather seat of mine.
0: <laughs> um, just, you know, like I said, like know who you are. Know how powerful you are. Stand up for yourself. Don't just fall into something because you feel like you don't have any other options. Um, have confidence in who you are as an artist or your business or whatever you're doing. Have confidence in yourself. Um, that was a big deal for me too. I really, I lacked a lot of confidence for a really long time where I just felt like I could be swayed very easily Mm -hmm. into making a decision that wasn't necessarily the best decision for me. Um, So I think like upping my confidence is huge.
1: So what's a, is that, what do you recommend? Like that first step is like to, to feel more confident about yourself. Is it What part of fashion falls into that? Is it dressing to feel amazing or is it the whiteboard or is it just reading?
0: I think it's different for every person. Like for me, you know, it really, it wouldn't matter what I'm wearing or what I'm driving or whatever. If I'm not feeling like I'm enough, if I'm still telling myself and listening to that voice in my head that I'm yeah, you look like this and you're doing this, but they're going to find out that you're a fraud, that you're not Mm -hmm. all these things, you're not as good as you are, then that's really not helping my confidence, you know? I think, like, it's it's different for everyone. For, like I said, for me personally, I just really had to take time to work on myself, work on my inside self, Mm -hmm. and tell myself, like, you are enough. You still have value. Like, you are not at the end of your story. I don't even think I'm in the middle of my story. I think I felt like I was because I've been through so much, but I think I'm at the beginning of my story and I'm really just starting to find out like what I'm capable of.
1: Yeah. I would vouch for that just from hearing your story so far. I mean you have no idea where you're going I
0: don't think
1: maybe you do, (laughs) but I think it's gonna be much bigger than Than what you, (laughs) it's an incredible story. I mean, I've known you all of them a month or whatever, and I'm I'm not, of course, we haven't had that much time to sit down, but I I think that's an incredible story. Thank you. Why do you think people, what resources, this is a two-part question, what resources do you utilize daily to keep you in the right mindset to always be moving forward, whether it's, it's your career in music, your fashion, your writing? Um, what resources do you use there and why do you think that so many people maybe stop chasing their dream? It, do those two run parallel with each other or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they do. I, For me, like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I have like kind of a, a set routine, you know, I don't always stick to it like I should, but I try to like you know, sit up and, like, write what I'm grateful for and do, you know, look at my vision board and and I don't do a lot of meditating or anything. Not that I don't think that that's great. I just Mm -hmm. a lot of times don't have time. Yeah. Um, It's not for everyone. Right. But you kind of, like, put on your armor in the morning, like, Mm -hmm. just for yourself, right? And I've met a lot of people within the last year as far as, like, resources, you know, where I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm not so prideful that i can't ask for advice or i can't Mm. ask for like you can't do everything yourself like yeah you can but it's an uphill battle and why yeah right like we're put on this earth to help other people to like embrace other people and and i enjoy doing that for others and so i think like when i'm embraced by other people like it's okay to also learn to accept that and accept that advice and accept like hey this is a resource that i would love to help you with like okay, I could actually use that and I'm not too prideful to accept that, Mm -hmm. which has been really hard for me because I love to give and I have a very hard time accepting because I don't want to feel like I owe you something and I don't want to put you out. Like if I really care about you, I just am like, oh, only if it's super, super easy for you and you don't have to Mm -hmm. go out of your way. And, you know, so I think like learning to do that and I I think people quit because it just gets hard and there's no, a lot of times like, obviously in the entertainment business, but also in, 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 business where you hit a point where you're like, okay, what now? What Like, where do I go from here? Like all of these problems are hitting me. None of this stuff is making sense. I'm not making money doing this. Like, do I stay the course? Like I feel very passionate towards this. Like, do I stay the course or do I finally just decide to kind of give in and do something else? And I came close to that, but I'm just, I couldn't, I don't know, I'm just, I'm very, very passionate about what I do, and so, you know, that was, that was a big deal for me. I mean, you definitely have to have the passion. You can't just be chasing something to chase it, or you'll yeah. definitely quit.
1: Yeah. You mentioned part of the transformation mm-hmm. from getting out of that rut, or mm-hmm. the bottom, whatever, was putting different people in your life. What? How did you do that? Like, where do you think what would you advise people if they feel like I I just need better people in my life? I think we've all been there. Mm -hmm. How did you go about that? How did you find those people? Do you remember any certain steps you took to for that to happen?
0: I think you attract what you put out, right? So like for me, I just got away from some people that were very toxic that I just realized like, okay, clearly these people, are not good for me. These people are very, very toxic for my mental health, for my actual like goals in life. And I just, I got away from them. And sometimes that's really hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you don't, you know, it's hard. It's very hard to cut people out, but I had to do that. And when I started working on myself, I think I just attracted a different type of person. And you've met some of my friends, like my girl group is so amazing. I've never in my life had a girl group like this and I don't even know how I was so lucky to have them but they literally we just like embrace each other there's no cattiness like when you leave the room you never worry if someone's talking about you and if they are it's going to be something that's building you up because that's the type of people that they are. They just have big hearts. They're very goal oriented you know we're able to bounce ideas off of each other and this is huge because if if I'm hanging out with someone who just wants to go out and get drunk all the time or just wants to party all the time. Like, sure. There's nothing wrong with that every once in a while, but if that's like their life, you know, they don't have any big goals, Mm -hmm. then you're going to kind of plateau there too. Yeah, That's the person you're hanging out with all the time. So that's huge. Yeah. Finding, you know, the right people to surround yourself with.
1: For me, it's so easy to to fall into that. And again, like you said, there's no wrong or right to this. It's if your idea of, Blowing off steam or dealing with life is ending up at Tin Roof every Saturday and yeah. Sunday night. That's fine, but it, in this town, it's so easy to fall into that. Yes. And I'm really grateful now for. It took me a while where I was like, "Okay, I'm tired of this crowd, not the people. I'm tired of this crowd. I'm tired mm-hmm. of ending up in this situation." And. I was like, where are all the amazing people? Yeah. Because I know they're, and it was kind of like for you, same thing as you. I just had to say, okay, you know what? I'm a big FOMO guy. I mean, I, yeah. I'm an introvert, <laughs> but I'm an extrovert. <laughs> I'm an extrovert to the point that I need, um, I need my people. I need people. Yeah. Like if I don't see anyone for a couple of weeks because of work and, and I go somewhere and I see half of my friends, I'm like, I can walk home and I'm just so happy. Yeah. And, but yeah, that, at the, yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> I also need my me time and yes. my me space and some weekends I'm good with that. But fear of missing out is a big thing for me. But I I just had to say, you know what, like this, dude, I want to go out because it's going to make me feel this way tomorrow, whatever. And big shout out to Denae Betty of all people yeah. for putting some of the people together. Yes. I remember having a talk with him. Um, it was a little while back and we were talking. He said it's it's so important to surround yourself yeah. with. And we were talking about alcohol related for one. And he had, you know, pretty, since he's been in Minnesota kind of cut that out and he yeah. was like, you know, this is what I've learned from and This is what, and so it really inspired me. And then, you know, now we are fast forward six months later or something. There's a whole group of people just here specifically in Nashville. And I'm sure this is relevant to every city uh, people I hadn't met before. And it's like, what an awesome crowd. What a, yeah. kind of like what you said, it's, yeah. it's this group of people who, um, You know, they're always going to lift you up and you've met some of them and some of them you haven't met yet, Mm -hmm. but it's just, just, I mean, those people are out there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. For someone who feels like they want more, they're out there. And it starts with like what you said, just removing yourself. And it sucks. Sometimes you're like, you know, I know going out is not the best thing for me tonight because of whatever comes tomorrow. But, oh, my gosh, like, and, and for, for me, it just meant like, okay, no Instagram, no Facebook, no, yeah. <laughs> just, just watch a movie, turn your phone yes. off, yes. and then you can learn from that. Yeah. Uh, so, but, oh, my gosh, wow, time is really going. It
0: really is flying. Holy crap. Uh,
1: so, okay, so if you, I don't even need this. I don't even know why I'm looking at you. Now. Uh, you're amazing. This is this has been so good. Um let's say you had the world platform and everybody's watching you and you had a few minutes to, you know, say, Hey, my name is Sarah Taylor and this is what I think the world needs to hear right now. What would you say?
0: Well, I probably, since I have extreme fear of speaking and, um, you know anxiety about really like, as a
1: musician that's a thing yeah
0: so i can i can get up on stage and sing no problem if i have to like speak to you or not you know not so much speak but like have a conversation or like just feel like i have something super valuable to say i i have a lot of anxiety around that um so i'd probably do it through music for sure um and i would try to to relay some kind of message of a lot of what we talked about today of just like know how valuable you are wherever you are in your journey, in your story. If you're like 18, if you're in your 30s, if you're in your 60s or 70s, like you are still valuable and you're still mm-hmm. worthy. And no matter what you've done or who you've hurt, like nobody is perfect, but you still have value. And remember that. And it's all about love and it's all about helping other people.
1: Amen. Do you know who Rachel Hollis is?
0: Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh,
1: she's written a couple books. Um, a lot about, I don't know, just women empowerment type stuff. Yeah. Not, not as in a feminist way. Uh, just you remind me a lot of that. Yeah. I, I, do you see yourself ever, ever speaking to a crowd of people outside of music and discussing the things you've discussed here?
0: Yeah. Like maybe, um, I could I could maybe. So I think one reason, because I've stopped and asked myself, like, okay, why am I chasing this so hard? Like, why do I want, not to just make music, but I want to go, like, I have Grammys on my vision board, right? And I have, like, legitimate things that I want to do, and I'm like, why am I chasing the fame bus? Like, do I want to feel cool? Like, what is the point of me doing this on a big scale? And it always comes back to me feeling like... I do have things to say and I, I do have have important things to say and anytime you create something, you know, like your podcast or you write a book or you're I write a song, like you create it to be heard. You want it to be heard. Yeah. And in order to really fully have like that platform, you sometimes have to go big and I think that's really what I'm chasing is I'm chasing that that platform and doing it was something that I love doing Yeah, Um, because I I do think that there's a lot of people that could be helped, you know, and I obviously like have a really big heart for people who are chasing their dreams and Mm -hmm. they just want it so bad because I've been there and you don't fit in anywhere else. And everyone tells you like the world is like, this is hard, (laughs) you know? And yeah, it is, but all of that's really inconsequential at the end of the day, if it's worth it to you. But You know, I have a heart for that. And maybe one day if I had a bigger platform, I could help some Mm -hmm. of those people to not have to go through the 10 years that I just went through, you know. Um, So yeah, maybe. (laughs) I just think
1: it's an incredible story. Thank Um, you. And I think the world would benefit from it. Um, With with COVID and everything, and like, you, you know, you talked about getting out of that, just being, having nothing and starting again. What do you think, as i mean we're maybe i know we have a much broader audience in nashville but two musicians in nashville right now because that's the thing that that my heart goes out to what is your word of encouragement to to those right now those people here of maybe finding the same contentment if you will or fulfillment Mm -hmm. through music is it to encourage them to you know what go after that dream board go after find that better crowd what would you say to those those people that are just right now they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel in their careers yeah do you have any word of advice for that because you've done you've released a song you have released a video you've done so much this year yeah
0: yeah um i would tell you that i've been there (laughs) and i would tell you not to listen to all of the people that tell you it's impossible yes odds are against you i mean even for me, like, especially with the internet now, I'm not just competing against singers in Nashville, not even in Tennessee, I'm competing mm-hmm. against singers globally. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day, because I know, like I know, like I know that I'm going to get there and I'm going to yeah. do it. And so ask yourself the why. Like, why are you doing this? What is your end goal? Why is this your end goal? And if you are truly passionate about it, go for it. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. That doesn't mean that you are perfect right now and that you don't need to always learn your craft and always continue to grow and all of that good stuff. But don't, like, don't let people or the world tell you that something is impossible because I know for a fact that that's just not true.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I... Wow. I'm just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything you've said today. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I'm not going to keep you all day just because I can't wrap my head around everything you said. I feel like I know who you're going to say to this question. If you had to ask one person one question, any person in the world, who would that person be and what would the question be? Now, you're a big Marilyn Monroe fan. You're always I wearing her. So I feel like you're going to say, oh, I'm going to ask Marilyn Monroe. Okay, so <laughs> she
0: did cross my mind because it's hard because there are so many people. Like if I could just get a room of like really influential, especially women, just because a lot of the stuff that they've gone through, not because I'm anti-men at all. Like we need men too but just as a woman and dealing with some of the stuff that i've dealt with like if i could get like yes marilyn monroe like catherine the great you know or like um princess diana you know get them all in a room and ask them like if you had a stage for five minutes in front of the world
1: yeah
0: what would you say like what message would you relay and then apply that to what i just said Yeah. yeah i also think it'd be really cool on a side note to like go back and talk to like Adam from like Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and be like, "What was it like, like living in the Garden of Eden?" And how did you come up with all of those names? Yeah. <laughs> like, so is that the question? Is like That's, that's
1: where you're gonna
0: use? <laughs> how did you name all of those fish? <laughs> like, it's a lot of pressure naming one child, or so my sister says. Like, how did you come up oh with all gosh. these names?
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm so grateful for you. You came to do this. I just...
0: Thank you for Gosh, I me. just
1: want to acknowledge you for, for being, like... and You've inspired me from the time I met you, but, like, so much more so today, like, sharing your story. I know that's not easy, and I, I appreciate it. Um, I just want to acknowledge you for, like, chasing your dreams, sticking to it, going for it, and you're making a difference okay. in, in everything you're doing. You're inspiring people around you. You're a post of somebody of support that people can go to you for and you're just that rock
0: thank and you for saying that. well it, it makes it worth it, it because i was really nervous to come talk about myself today so, <laughs> <laughs> so well, thank you for saying that well
1: since you've poured so much out to us how can we support you um how can people find you follow you Find your music, support your mission, your books, your fashion, yeah. everything. That so
0: um, pretty much every link, Instagram, YouTube channel, oh. anything that you can find me on, you can go to Okay. No, there's an H on Sarah. Everyone That's always awesome. asks me. But okay. com. S-A-R-A-H. there'll be a link for a lot of stuff. Yes.
1: Okay. All right, guys, you need to go follow this, this girl. She's <laughs> incredible, and it's only going to go out from here, so... I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.